Florida, Florida Friday, everybody's insane. It's Florida, Florida Friday, it's the weirdest state. A Florida woman shoots her husband on tax day. A Florida man impersonating a police officer gets busted by pulling over an undercover police officer. And two teenage girls arrested for plotting nine murders. This is Florida Friday on Weird AF News, the only weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I'm very excited for Florida Fridays. I hope you are too. Let's get into it. A Florida woman shoots her husband on tax day. Oh, yes. April 15th. A stressful day, would you say? Of course. It's the deadline to file your taxes to the IRS. We all know that. But one Florida woman took it to a whole other, whole other level this week. According to a police report from the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, Lisa Shannon was arrested on a charge of attempted first-degree murder with a firearm after an argument with her husband over their taxes. You can't... How many are you claiming? You can't claim that many. <laughs> trying to think of a... Some way, some sort of way he was trying to screw her out of money or something. The report said deputies responded to the estranged couple's Lake Worth home and found 61-year-old Ralph Shannon lying in the driveway, bleeding profusely, asking for some help. <laughs> and when he said help, he doesn't mean help doing some <laughs> math. He was like, no, I don't, need, I don't need help with my taxes. I need, I need help with my body. <laughs> Take me to the hospital. How many other people in the ER are there for tax-related purposes, I'm wondering? How many people have stabbed someone over taxes? How many people have, like, slit their own wrist after they did their taxes? Is the ER a busy day on April 15th is what I'm, what I'm wondering. <laughs> How many accountants have, have been shot? Ralph said, she shot me. She shot me. We're going through a divorce and she shot me. That's the actual quote. Right off, taken right off the police report. Love it. <laughs> you roll up. She shot me. She shot me. We're going through a divorce and she shot me. Okay, you could have left the divorce out of the sentence, but that's helpful information. She shot me sufficient, sir, for us to get involved and help you. But if you want to give us some more information. She shot me. She shot me. We're going through a divorce and we can't file jointly. I said we should. And then she shot me. Okay, sir. Thanks. For all that information about your, the way you guys are filing this year, um, <laughs> let's attend to your wounds. The deputies interviewed this Lisa Shannon with a shotgun. She said the argument began because the couple who had been married since 2001 could not agree on how to finalize their tax paperwork. Um, I thought the finalizing was just signing your signature. <laughs> what more do you need? The Shannons are selling the house. And the suspect said her husband was antagonizing her, demanding she get repairs done so that they could sell it. Oh, all right. So th does this have to do with the taxes or the fact that they, they're fighting over a house? The verbal argument soon turned physical. Shannon told the deputies after she said Ralph smirked and chest bumped her. He chest bumped her. That's a strange... It's a strange tactic. I, I guess it's better than a head bump. Um... I've chest bumped a few women in my life, and uh, i got to say, it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So soon after, the 55-year-old told dep- uh, authorities that she snapped. She went and retrieved her gun, which was a 38 Special Smith & Wesson revolver. Damn, she's... It's a classic right there. Why did it say shotgun earlier? Where did that come from? The two neighbors who live across the street. Oh, goodness. Can you imagine these poor neighbors? Can you imagine what they've witnessed over the years between these two? They witnessed the shooting and the gun was recovered at the scene. One neighbor said that she witnessed Lisa shoot Ralph in the back as he walked down the driveway. And then again when he was on the ground. Oh, my goodness. This woman is... She's a vigilante. Shot him in the back? That right there is... And then again when he's on the ground? (laughs) It's not enough. She's like, you know what? I'm taking him... I'm taking him right out of these taxes completely. And out of the out of the house while we're at it. The other neighbor said he heard a loud pop. He walked outside and he saw Lisa standing over her husband and she shot him. Both said they had heard yelling and screaming coming from their house in the past. <laughs> That's it. That's how the article ends. The neighbor said, Oh, we've heard some yelling and screaming coming from their house in the past. I'm not surprised. I mean, if she's shooting him twice in a driveway, that, that that's some history there. There's taxes involved. There's a lot of there's a lot of paperwork involved in that shooting. A lot of past financial woes in red tape that led up to this pop 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 in the driveway on tax day. She was booked into jail. It doesn't. Did the guy survive? Yeah, he survived. I guess. So I guess. Are they still going to file jointly for this year? I wonder. (laughs) A Florida man impersonating a police officer gets busted by pulling over an undercover detective. The chances of this? Unbelievable. A Dade City man was arrested for impersonating a law enforcement officer after he tried to pull over an undercover HCSO detective. Matthew Joseph Eris, age 26, reportedly activated red and blue lights located on the grill of his 2007 white Chevy Trailblazer in an attempt to pull over another driver. Why? (laughs) I don't understand why you would do that. Is that fun? I got some lights on my truck. I'm going to go pull some people over. According to HCSO, which I have no idea what that uh, stands for, This guy was unaware that the driver of the other vehicle that he pulled over was an undercover detective. That detective contacted 911 dispatchers to report the unusual attempted traffic stop, alerting patrol deputies as he maintained constant visual on the vehicle. I have questions here. So if he got got pulled over and then he got the... The person impersonating the police officer wrote him a fake ticket, and then he was like, then he followed the guy and called 911? Or did he keep driving while the person was trying to pull him over and called 911 while that was happening, and he did not pull over? Because he recognized in his review that that was, an, was not a legitimate law enforcement vehicle. It says a short time later, the trailblazer was pulled over by a real HCSO deputy. The vehicle was searched, and deputies found a realistic-looking airsoft pistol in a holster beneath the front passenger seat. Eris also had a light bar installed on top of his SUV. He was arrested for impersonating a police officer. It's pretty rare that that happens. It's unclear at this time if he has committed similar offenses in the past. Anyone who recognizes him or his vehicle who believes they may have been victimized or given a fake speeding ticket, perhaps, or were told to 
bend over and cough. <laughs> We're made to step out of a vehicle and uh, do the alphabet backwards, which is backwards, which is just like torture. Like, because who can do that even sober? <laughs> I was pulled over by Eris last week, and he made me touch my nose with my left hand and then my right hand, and then I had to jump on one leg. It was humiliating. And now I find out he's not even a police officer. <laughs> Does that mean my DUI doesn't count? <laughs> Who puts lights on their freaking trailblazer? Their 2001 trailblazer. Some old ass, I'm sorry, it's a 2007. Some old ass vehicle. Oh yeah, people are going to believe me this is a cop. What? Maybe in a in a movie shot in 2007. <laughs> No one's going to look at you and be like, oh, that's a legitimate police vehicle. Yeah, I'll just put some lights on the grill and get my paintball gun. Let's go out and pull over some people. you got to be out of your mind. I still am very confused with how it went down, but I, apparently, I mean, I, I looked at three articles. They don't give me enough information. I wanted to know how the guy, if the detective was actually pulled over and called 911 while he was sitting there, and then the, the, the dude pulled up and he goes, you're not a detective. And the kid ran back to his car and drove off. And then he followed him. I don't know. It doesn't tell how it... It doesn't say exactly how it went down, but... Impersonating police officers... I have a thing about, uh, in fact... Anyone who impersonates a police officer, obviously, is pathological. Um, You know, unless you're a nine-year-old child, you know, then fine. Play cops and robbers, whatever the hell you do. Um, I have a problem with people buying used police cars and driving around with that as their actual primary vehicle. I think that should be outlawed. I don't think that's... I think that's impersonating law enforcement. And I don't like it. I don't like it. To you, you buy that car, maybe to you, that doesn't seem like a police vehicle. But let me tell you something, asshole. In my rearview mirror at night, 2 a.m., and I've had a few beers, definitely looks like a police vehicle in my rear view. And I don't like that feeling. Now I got to feel that way with regular citizens because they've decided that they're going to drive around as their primary vehicle, an old police car. You out of your mind? Not acceptable in the community. You're scaring the shit out of everybody involved. And especially in these states where half of, some of us, where marijuana is legal, a lot of us are high and we don't need that added pressure to look up in our rear view. It's bad enough when we see a real cop in our rear view mirror. That lends some tenseness to the situation. Don't need you to throw your... Hat into the ring as well, asshole. Here, here are the. This is what I thought was the only thing you had to do when you bought a new car. When you're making the choice, you go to the car dealership. You go, oh, is this not a used police car? Oh, then I'll take it. I thought that was how you bought a, a car in the real world. These people that are buying old vehicles and they still have the light on the side of the. You know what I mean? Like where the mirror is. Stupid. You want to buy a used, something that was used, a vehicle that was used, buy an ice cream truck. Drive that around. Play the song if you want to. I'm okay with that. I find it to be pleasant. I like when I see ice cream trucks, I'm, I'm happy in general. Yeah, not used police cars. Stop impersonating law, um, law enforcement in general, everybody, especially Florida. Two Florida teenage girls were arrested for plotting nine murders. Yeah, nine murders. Lovely young girls. Two 14-year-old girls from Avon Park Middle School, which is 80 miles south of Orlando, were arrested for intricately plotting to kill nine people. The plans included where they would buy the firearms 
Yeah, where are these 14-year-old girls going to get firearms? Probably just online, right? I mean, it's pretty easy to get them, especially in Florida. Oh, you probably just get them at the 7-Eleven in Florida, right? I just imagine they're just selling them everywhere, right next to the ice cream. <laughs> so the plans included where, would, where they would get the guns, what they would wear, how they plan to burn the bodies and dispose of them. Sick. It also included how they intended to lure the victims to the location they planned to carry out the killing. I, I blame this on too many serial killer documentaries on Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> yeah, it's just too many of them. Giving people ideas here. The girls wrote their plans, including the name of the six names of the six victims, along with coded abbreviations on pieces of paper found by their teacher in a folder called Project Eleven Slash Nine, with the words "Private Info" and "Do Not Open" written on the front. Oh boy, that's like that's like uh, serial killer 101 there, mass murder 101. You don't write on your plans to kill everybody. You don't write "Do Not Open Plan Secret Plans" or "Top Secret Murder Information." Do not open. <laughs> Plotting inside of this folder. <laughs> Do not peep. <laughs> I mean, come on. The paper also reports that... By the way, thank God the... Man, the teacher found this, you know? Otherwise, you know, troubles, troubles. The paper also reports that the girls had plans about how they would pick up the victims in a vehicle, though it is unclear if, if either of the girls had a valid driver's license or access to a car. Hey, genius, if they're 14 years old, they obviously don't have a valid driver's license, <laughs> okay? I'm no super sleuth, but uh, I think I can figure that out. Do they have access to a car? I think we all have access to cars. Says they also reportedly plan to transport the victims' bodies to a place where they would be burned and buried after the killings. Three of the eight pieces of paper that they found in the folder reportedly had notes describing the outfits that the girls would wear, including gloves. One note said, no nails. And another, another note said, no hair showing from the moment we put on these clothes. <laughs> we N-words. <laughs> it says we... I can't say the N-word here. We, we, we N-words. The Weird AF News does not condone saying the N-word. Uh, the ledger also reported that another note made reference to Trap House in Sebring and five to eight guns. One note said, I'm just going to tell them it's a prank if they call me or if they find it. Oh yeah, I'm going to tell them it's a prank. Did you kill those eight people? Yeah, that was just a prank. Yeah. It's just, you know. Funny, right? Funny, guys. It was just a funny prank. <laughs> This is out of control. The teacher who turned in the girls is a hero, by the way. And she said the two suspects were acting hysterical while looking for the folder, even going through other students' backpacks. The teacher... This is way too much for these kids. You're just giving yourself away. Thank goodness. They're so dumb. The teacher then located the missing folder and opened it. She saw a note about guns and immediately reported it to the school security officer. The school board posted information on their Facebook page to prevent any incorrect information from circling. The following. Two Avon Park Middle School students were arrested after a teacher alerted law enforcement of a possible plan to harm others off campus. All families involved have been contacted, as this is an ongoing investigation and other boring stuff. And I don't need to read the rest of it. The girls faced nine counts of conspiracy to commit murder and three counts of conspiracy to commit kidnapping. Why not nine of each? You know, 
They were going to do it to nine people. Why is it nine counts of conspiracy to commit murder and only three counts of conspiracy to commit kidnapping? And what about the, um, the infinity counts of being the biggest morons ever? <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, man. It doesn't say who the victims were, though. I'm assuming they're all students. Right? I'd imagine. I don't know. I mean, they could be they could be professional baseball players that were coming through town. I don't know. It could be nine members of some band that they hate. I'm trying to put my trying to put my thoughts into what this possibly could be. <laughs> like, you know, some kind of symphony was coming through, and they're just like, we hate that classical music. <laughs> A nine piece jazz orchestra. They're just like, not into it. It could have been like all former mayors of that community. I don't know. Maybe they're very political. I'm just trying to think of who this could be. I think we need to uh, really take a moment to recognize uh, how important teachers are in our lives and what a shitty position that a lot of them are in that they, (laughs) you know, the teacher may have been one of these murderers. It's just, a, it's a dangerous, it's dangerous. Schools in Florida, my goodness. Can you imagine public school in Florida? What are you, crazy? Public school in Florida. No part of that. Nope, don't want no part of that. If I'm, if I'm having children in Florida, it's homeschooled. I'm not letting the child leave the house. <laughs> I'll just make up stories. We don't have to make up stories. Just be like, there's flamethrowing citizens. There's citizens with flamethrowers. And gators everywhere. And they you can buy a gun at 7-Eleven. Okay? I'm homeschooling you today, Sarah. <laughs> and forever. Hey, it's the weekend. It's Friday. Aren't you glad? I hope you're doing some fun shit this weekend. It's my birthday tomorrow, so... I'm going to the Dodger game, among other things. Gonna have a good old time. I got a nice little birthday present today, as a matter of fact. Donuts yesterday. Today... Coffee. Perfect, right? Mountain Cabin Premium Coffee sent by the wonderful, loving, caring Diana Kaminsky from Richardson, Texas. I can't tell you how much I love you, Diana, for sending me coffee. I mean, coffee is just the weight of my heart. <laughs> donuts too, Amos. Donuts too. I appreciate you as well. How is that? Is that cool? Coffee and donuts coming in. Coming into Weird AF News headquarters. Hey, man. All day long. Send me coffee donuts. I'm good. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to brew this up, and uh, I appreciate that. And Diana says, if I ever get to um, Dallas, that I'm going to get, I'm also going to get an awesome hot stone massage. Uh, so how about that? I like hot stone massages. I wish I was getting one now. Um, also want to show some uh, love to someone who emailed me, a very lovely email, Ali Khan says, I've been your listener who has not missed a single day listening to you on my Google Now launcher. And I play you every day on my drive home at 5 p.m. Not hasn't missed a single day. Thank you, Ali. That's amazing. I've been meaning to share this funny article with you for a few days. Blah, sends it in. Um, says, I hope you cover this soon. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Ali. Appreciate that. That makes me feel good when you guys email me. Uh, a lot of you sent me the... Uh, the Easter Bunny fight in downtown Orlando to be covered today. 
but that was more of a uh, it's more of a video than it is, than it does than it does than it is for like a podcast coverage. I, I found at the end of the day, uh, you have to just watch it on video. So this I I implore you, just Google Easter Bunny gets into a fight in downtown Orlando because this happened <laughs> fairly recently and the video went viral on Instagram and it's hilarious. Two people on the ground beating the shit out of each other. Then the Easter Bunny jumps in and starts smashing one of the people as well. Cop comes, breaks it up, and the Easter Bunny gets away, scot-free. Because <laughs> how are you going to you gonna arrest the, the Easter Bunny? No. Easter Bunny's fine. The cop just assumed that the Easter Bunny is hitting somebody. They deserved it. <laughs> Am I right? Anyways, that's Florida Friday. Hope you enjoyed it. Please uh, reach out to the show if you feel like it. The number is 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, you can send me a DM at Instagram. I'm sorry, on Instagram at Funny Jones, on Twitter at Funny Jones, and uh, on Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. Check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WeirdAFNews for any uh, alternate ways of supporting the show. And I hope that you do. And I hope you have a great weekend. All right, see you Monday. Bye.